The NFL Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting research platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hlbets.com. Use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month and start making smarter bets today. We're also brought to you by Cut. Cut is a peer-to-peer social betting platform that's U.S.-based and legal in 40 states. Head to cut.com, that's K-U-T-T.com, and use promo code SGPN for 10% off deposit bonus. Russell brought to you by the SGPN NFL Playoff Challenge, sponsored by Edge Boost. Free to enter and $20,000 in Edge Boost deposit bonuses up for grabs. Enter today at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash NFL Playoff. I'm just about that action, boss. You have to be kidding me. That is impossible. With another edition of the NFL Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. No me, no voice, no guy. It's me, really real, villain, real, to from Virginia here at your service. <laughs> and we are here on a glorious, glorious day to talk some super, super, super high, high Frankie do it in a... And one piece super wild card weekend. Got my co-host here, Scott Studio Rachel. Scott, what's going on? Scotty, beat me up. Surprise. Yeah, doing pretty well. Looking forward to the games on Saturday and the overall weekend. Weather is going to be a story in some of these games, including one of the games we're going to talk about here. So looking forward to talking about some bad weather games because we actually haven't had many uh, recently. We had one with the Steelers against the Ravens last week, but to be honest, that's really the only bad weather game I well, can remember. We got the Patriots. And, Patriots and the Jets was some bad weather. Oh uh, yeah, that's that's true. I mean, I, I forgot that game existed, but yes, uh, that, 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 that definitely. <laughs> I forgot that. I was trying to forget that game even happened. <laughs> well, the Jets did actually win that game, and that was Belichick which is a bad thing every game, but. Yeah, point is, not as many insanely bad weather games as we've had in previous years, so it's nice to see it actually happen with some stakes on the line. But either mm-hmm. way, it should be fun. Looking forward to breaking down the games. Quick question for you, though, Scott. Are we the quote-unquote mainstream media that Aaron Rodgers is speaking of when he says that everybody wishes bad on him and calls him all these mean, nasty things? Are we next on Aaron Rodgers' hit list, Scott, on this show? Gonna, we have been very critical. I'm going to say no. Uh, I've never roasted him for using ayahuasca, so people are probably ahead of us for that. You know, we're on the list somewhere, just not at the immediate yeah. top of the it's list. It's not the immediate so. top. We've, we've, I've, I can admit, I've roasted Aaron Rodgers a couple times on this show. So, you know, I, my name may be, I wouldn't say next on the chopping block. There's some other people that I think he could target more before me, but it seems that Aaron Rodgers is listening to any and all forms of media. So he's 100%. Uh, going to be down, <laughs> going to be chasing us down for sure. All right. But let's focus on the teams that are actually playing games this weekend. We have two games. First up on the docket, the Cleveland Browns on the road going to play the Houston Texans. They did this before this season, Scott. 
went on the road and played this team before. They did get a win in that game. It was, what was that game? 36-22 to 22 in Houston. However, C.J. Stroud did not play in that game. Houston was beat up. Joe Flacco and company gets the win. Now, Cleveland's lane two. Open up minus one and a half. 44 and a half is total. You got C.J. Stroud in the playoffs this go-round. And I will say, although I thought the public, you know, I'm, I'm not really a very, I don't like to back the public in primetime games. But I was really, really rooting for C.J. Stroud and the Texans in that game. I really wanted to see them in the playoffs. I felt like it gave us a better matchup. And this is actually pretty interesting. Yeah, it's definitely an interesting game. The first meeting, I don't want to say toss it out because the Texans' pass defense uh, was definitely an issue in that game, and that has been the case all season long. Having said that, you ended up seeing Will Anderson miss that game as well. You mentioned Stroud not playing. The final score was actually closer than the game was because Flacco, yeah. I don't believe, played the fourth quarter, and they were up by about 30. So that game was Davis over Mills early. with a bunch of – a couple yeah. of garbage time touchdowns. It was really, really bad. Yeah, but the point is, I do think that a lot of people are expecting the Texans to put together a better effort in this game. I agree with that sense. However, I still think Cleveland's the better team on paper. And I know Denzel Ward got banged up earlier this week in practice, so I'm curious what his status is going to be because he's one of the better corners on this roster. But looking at the overall roster makeup and just my overall thoughts on maybe just the AFC South in general, the Texans, I think, are fine. You know, it's a good story. Uh, uh, D'Amico might win coach of the year, but it was the Cinderella run to actually win the division title. Mm -hmm. I think Cleveland's a better team. I mean, you won 11 games with four, technically five different starting quarterbacks because Driscoll did start in week 18. But Cleveland won 11 games in one of the tougher divisions in football. And I think that based on what I saw in the first meeting, Cleveland can move the ball through the air against the secondary, which is what they want to do. They were a run first team early. Then Flacco came along and they started airing it out a bit more. Cooper set the mm -hmm. franchise single-game receiving yards record in that meeting against the Texans. I'm saying he's going to do that again. But I do think Flacco's going to play well. I do wonder if the moment might be a bit too big for the Texans because they have a lot of inexperience when it comes to playoff football. Well, very young roster. Stroud's first playoff game. D'Amico's first playoff game as a coach. There's a lot of questions there. I'm going to lead to Cleveland. I think this game's going to be close. I'm not saying they're going to blow them out. But I do think that Cleveland has enough weapons, both offensively and defensively, to get the job done. The Texans did struggle to beat the Colts last week when Minshew was abysmal. And that game still came down to a drop fourth down pass where the guy was wide open. So I don't truly know how good the Texans actually are. I think they're fine. I think Cleveland's the better team, though. So I'm going to link to Cleveland minus two. Yeah, I hear what you're saying, and I'm actually kind of surprised to hear you say it because this is you backing a Cleveland team that you roasted all season, for being all season for how their defense is on the road. I mean, Scott, this is this is pretty unlike you. I'm not going to lie. We And I just wanted to pull up the numbers because I felt like you forgot. And you roasted this Cleveland defense because they were so bad on the road. And you talked about how good they were at home. Here's the night and day defense on the road. Cleveland's giving up 29.6 points per game. You want to know who's worse than that? Uh, I know they were the worst in the entire league. I'm not sure if they still are or not. Nobody's worse uh, than that. That's why I thought. Okay. For the most points given up on the road this season, 29.9, 26 points per game i'm sorry 29.6 points per game worse than the nfl at home it's a glaring it's like a glaring difference 13.9 points per game you want to know who was better than them nobody 
nobody, not one team, sole possession of first place in terms of points allowed at home versus on the road. And so you're telling me that you're going to have a a defense that's going to give up a bunch of points to this C.J. Stroud-led team that continues to find ways to get it done. Like this offense, the offensive coordinator Stroud and the offensive line, giving him enough time to be able to find the Nico Collins downfield, be able to find. I mean, we could go through whether it was Robert Woods, whether it was Noah Brown, Nico Collins, Brevin Jordan, Dalton Shorts. It doesn't matter. He whatever receivers are out there, he continues to find them. So maybe it's a John Mechie. Maybe it's a you know, I don't know. It it could be anybody. But CJ Stroud has proven himself to be a baller. And I think if you give him a bad defense, which is what this Cleveland is, defense is on the road, I mean, yeah, it's playoff time, so maybe something changes and maybe they nut up and, you know, drop their nuts and actually play some type of defense on the road. But for you to be this bad on the road and you're giving me this Houston Texans offense that I've seen be explosive and we just saw it last week, I think I'm taking the Texans as a home dog here. I think they're going to be able to find a way to get this done. It, it's a very small number, and I understand – the thoughts on Cleveland. I think they had a great run, but this just might be a bad situation where they just can't figure it out. Now there's not going to be any weather or anything like that. This is going to be in a dome, but I'm, I'm in love with this Texans team. I'm taking the Texans plus two. Just to be clear, by the way, the Texans did have a couple of explosive plays, especially early to Nico Collins. They did still, they did still only score 23 points against the Colts. So despite all the big plays, you thought they might've had a a bigger offensive. But this is a, but that's a Colts defense that we handicapped last week as saying they don't give up big plays. And then the first, that's what I thought was funny. We literally just said on the show last week, yeah, this Colts team doesn't give up big plays. We were going to take the longest completion and never really did first play of the game, a 75 yard bomb. So like this Texas team, if you give them the opportunities, they're going to find ways to get it done. Yeah, I can understand that angle. I just do think Cleveland's the better team, so I'm going to go with the talent on paper. All right. 44 and a half is total there. I'm, I'm leaning over. over. Yeah, I'm all I'm the way. Over. I mean, we just talked about it. 29.6 points per game on the road. This Texas defense is nothing to, you know, write home to mom about. They were really up and down. Dr. Jekyll and Mr. High, they're giving up 20.3 at home this season, 20.8. It over the league. I think that this can easily go over. Joe Flacco's thrown multiple touchdown passes in every game he's played in this season. CJ Stroud's absolute baller against this defense that's been giving up points on the road. It, it, it makes one plus one equals two. It just smells like an over for me. Yeah, I'm going to lean over to. All right. Let's go ahead. Before we talk about what is this, the Miami and Kansas City game, can't wait to break that down. But before we do that, got to talk to you about our Edge Boost Playoff Challenge, SGPN Playoff Challenge with Edge Boost, the first bet now, play later provider that enables you to double your bet at any sportsbook or DFS site with no interest. Contest is bankroll style. You start with 10,000 virtual units at the end of the playoffs. The biggest bankroll will win credit and advance into a higher advance limits from Edge Boost. The winners will get top three a deposit match from Edge Boost up to $2,500, no interest or fees. Top 25 will get a deposit match from Edge Boost up to $500, no interest in fees. Sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash NFL playoff to enter. That is sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash NFL playoff to enter. We're also brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook, the official 
uh, horse betting partner of the NFL playoffs. And we're here to make sure those playoffs are electrifying because new customers can bet five bucks on any game and get $200 instantly in bonus bets. So, hey, we have that Texans game. We both like the over. Scott and I both like the over 44 and a half. Put five bucks on that over. And guess what? $200 instantly in bonus bets. You can, and you get them instantly. So that means you can go and you can put more bet, more money down. You put more money down on over. You can go. And if you like the Texans, you can take them with me. If you like the Browns, you can take them with Scott. You can do all of that. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SGP for a five buck to $200 instant and bonus bets. New customers can take advantage of that with DraftKings Sportsbook at code SGP. The crown is yours. Gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gambling resources. We're sponsored by Game Time. Make sure you go buy the tickets without the stress with the Game Time app. And look, you don't have to worry about going and hunting somebody down outside the stadium, hoping you get tickets, hoping that those tickets work. No, Game Time is secure and it's the lowest price guaranteed. Matter of fact, if you find a section or row, your section or row, and it's less, then Game Time will credit you 110% of the difference. Again, if you find a seat in your section or row that's less than what you paid, then guess what? They will credit you 110% of the difference. Download Game Time app, create an account, and use code CFBX for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and reading code CFBX for $20 off. Download Game Time app. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. And next game on the docket, we have the, well, wait, hold on. Let's rewind. First touchdown score for that Cleveland Browns and Houston Texans game, Scott. I wasn't sure if you wanted to do the games individually, then we would do the prop stuff, or you wanted to do it by game. Mm, we could just go ahead and, and let's go ahead and throw it in the breakdown because we, I don't want to start talking about this game and then go back and then people yeah, got to look Let's just go on to it. Okay. Uh, so, so for first my, touchdown, yeah. what you got? So I went relatively chalky for Cleveland because it does seem like the Browns have two guys that score most of the touchdowns through the air. <laughs> uh, but I am going to go with Amari Cooper at plus a 950. feel like I have to. I know that Hughes is going to make some adjustments to prevent Cooper from going crazy with the yards, but he's still been a main target mm. for uh, Flacco. And that's going to segue into Njoku, who I know has been a main, uh, red zone threat for Flacco. And simply put, I thought that four was too cheap. So I went with the other two options. Cooper's plus 950. Njoku is 10 to 1. I threw in Texans defense and special teams at 25 to 1 since Flacco's okay. thrown basically an interception minimum per game. So there might be a turnover. Maybe you're going to see a strip sack. Who knows? But it is in Houston, and Flacco is not afraid of making some throws that maybe he probably shouldn't be making. So I do think that the Houston defense special teams is worth consideration. I know Pierce had a punt had a kickoff return touchdown a couple of weeks ago, for example. I believe that was against Cleveland, actually. They had a kick return touchdown. But mm-hmm. I am going to lead to the Texans' defense special teams as well. And my last pick is going to be Andrew Beck at uh, 48-1 to 1 
who's actually had a touchdown back-to-back weeks. He's a Houston fullback who has started to line up a bit more at the tight end spot. But the point is, you have a touchdown in back-to-back games, and you're 48 to one. Meaningful game too, because they had to win that game against the Colts. So it wasn't a meaningless Week 18 touchdown. It actually mattered. But a TD in back-to-back games, and you're 48 to one. I'm going to take that. All right. Let's see here. I do have David Njoku at 10 to one. He made the threshold of players' bet, so he was an auto play there at 10 to one. I took Cleveland's defense actually at 38 to one to go ahead and get it done. And well, let me if you see that special teams price, add that in there for for sure. It's, I love it's, that. It's also better. 25, so you can choose if you want the defense only 20. or if you want the special teams too. Yeah, yeah. Let me get the special teams too, just in case. But but it's more of I mean, I still think that this defense is opportunistic. I still think that this is a pretty solid defense, even though they just haven't proved it in the points per game aspect. I think that they have the ballers on the outside that, hey, they can compete with uh, the wide receivers that this Houston team has to offer. And C.J. Stroud, a little bit of a fumbling problem. Not big, not huge, but uh, ball security is still a little bit of a question mark, as is a lot of young quarterbacks, especially in their first playoff game. And so maybe we get some jitters and CJ Stroud just gets a little handsy with the football and we're able to get a scoop to score here. So yeah, I like playing Cleveland's defense. I did play Houston's defense as well. And it's the Joe Flacco angle. Joe Flacco is going to be a gunslinger. He's going to throw, he's going to throw the ball up and down the field and he's not afraid of throwing an interception. I love betting defensive props with people that aren't afraid of throwing an interception. So I have Houston's defense as well. And then my last play is going to be for one John Mechie the third at 18 to one. I would have liked to get a little bit better of a price on this. And I'm gonna still shop around and see if I can find something better. But I'm expecting a big play. I think this Houston Texans team is not coming in to here conservative. They're gonna be taking shots all over down the field and Mechie's slowly creeped himself up the injury. I mean, not up the injury report, but up the roster with all these injuries. So yeah, give me some John Mechie. 75-yard touchdown, maybe looking into his, his playing his yards today. I think that John Mechie could have a little bit of a good game and hopefully get behind the defense for one good catch. So John Mechie third made my list to an 18-1, but it's really the strength of that is David Njoku. David Njoku, if they get the ball, David Njoku, Amari Cooper, like you said, they have a really good chance for first touchdown. Yeah, I, so once again, I kind of went a bit chalky with Cleveland, but I don't mind the defense special teams, of course, because we know Stroud – Maybe some first quarter jitters. We're going to see what happens. You know, you never know how a player is going to look in his first playoff game. You can argue that the playoff game was last week, so he might have a pretty decent opportunity to look sharp. But who knows? Cleveland's defense is better than the Colts defense. And I do think that with Miles Garrett on the field at any time, you can see some questionable quarterback decisions to avoid sacks or just because they're being pressured. But yeah, I feel like once again, if Njoku scores first, we're both going to be happy. Yeah. All right. Now, let's talk about the next game on the slate. Miami Dolphins on the road going to play the Kansas City Chiefs. The Chiefs opened up minus three home favorite. They are now minus four and a half. 43 and a half is the total. This is the return of Tyreek Hill to Arrowhead playing in the playoffs here. It's going to be cold. It's going to be very cold. I would not be caught dead anywhere near this stadium at this temperature. Scott, minus yeah, four and a half, either. Kansas City. Yeah, um, I'm going. You Kansas also City. went to. You also went to college in Wisconsin. I did. Yeah, I was. I sat in the press box. Uh, it was a lot <laughs> easier that way. Uh, but I do think for this overall matchup, I got to go with Kansas City here. It's such a bad spot for Miami 
not just because yep. of the bad weather and the fact that it's supposed to be around negative 30 with wind chill. So you have Miami, a warm weather team playing in cold weather. We've heard that movie before. Oh, we know kind of know how this is going to go. But Miami is also extremely injured. And you're looking at the injury report. The defense is in absolute shambles right now. Uh, Xavier Howard is in practice. He might not play. Then Ginkle's out for the year. Uh, Bradley Chubb's out for the year. Jerome Baker's on IR. They're missing a lot of guys. Uh, mm-hmm. I, it's not it's not pretty uh, with that unit. I didn't even mention Holland, by the way, who also might not play. So they're really banged up offensively. Mostert didn't play last week. Waddle didn't play last week. Uh, you're looking at Hill being a bit banged up. He's been limited in practice, and that's been a bit iffy. But the point is there's too many injuries. And we saw that Buffalo only scored 14 points in that game in Week 18 against the Dolphins. But they had 473 yards. The only reason why that game was close was because Josh Allen kept turning it over. But the <laughs> Bills didn't have a single three and out the entire game. They moved the ball at will, and then some turnovers resulted in derailed some drives. Uh, but the point is, I do think you're looking at the Chiefs at home. Yes, I know they've been bad offensively this season compared to the normal standards, but I think they're good enough to get the job done in this environment. I think two is going to be terrible. I mentioned that in the playoffs and the uh, actual player props, I mean. But his numbers in below, I think it's 45 degrees in games are awful. And McDaniels, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not sure it's even won a game uh, below 50 in temperature. So I think the Chiefs win this game comfortably. It's going to be ugly. I like the under. There's no way I'm taking it over in a bad weather game like this. But I do think the Chiefs are actually going to win this comfortably. I like they rested everybody last week. And maybe Kelsey gets going. We'll see what happens. But I'm not sure Miami reaches like 17 points in this game. I, I think the offense is going to be that bad. We saw the Chiefs really shut down this Dolphins offense for about three quarters in Germany in a dome earlier this season. So mm-hmm. I'm going to go with the Chiefs here, minus four and a half. Give me some type of 24 to 13 game. I mean, that's literally like the exact handicap how I have it. I, I, I don't think know how you can take Miami. Like, I really don't at know how you can take them. And it, it kind of makes me nervous, but because I think everybody like why would you why would you even consider Miami in this spot? This is a horrible spot. This was the the one like that is the one outcome they did not want to happen last week to lose and have to go to Arrowhead. That yeah, was it. Just don't lose and go to Arrowhead. Win, stay home, get the Steelers, feel good about yourself going to the next round. I, I don't know how you feel good about this. I, I am interested to see what game plan Mike McDaniel has to get to a feeling comfortable. Maybe it is a bunch of dink and dump offs early, and we'll talk about that in the prop section. And just something to kind of get him going and put the ball in his ball handler's hands and let them be able to go and make plays rather than the fact of Tua having to figure it out in the cold like this. Like, no, I'm not buying into that at all. I think that this is the Chiefs starting their postseason route that they always do where they run through these teams in the postseason and end up where they always have in the AFC championship game. So yeah, I'm all over Kansas city minus four and a half here. I love the under as well. This is a different style chiefs team. This isn't the one that's going to go up there and put up 40, 50 points a game. But I think that this is the opportunity for uh, an under with this defense to show that, hey, we are lights out. And in the playoffs, we are going to come up really, really big. I like this Kansas City defense. I don't think Tua is going to be able to move the ball at all. And so, yeah, I'm with you all, all the way. I'm on the under 43 and a half. I actually kind of like that better than the side. And I like that minus four and a half for the Chiefs as well. 
Well, I think you'll like it better than the side because of the fact that the Chiefs offensively have still not been a great team. So you can make the argument that with the bad weather, the Chiefs still might struggle. I just think Miami's going to struggle more. And with all the injuries they have to so many starters on that unit, I think the mm-hmm. Chiefs will be able to score more than you might expect. But I don't think they're going to score enough to send the game flying over the total. Once yeah, again, I, I had 24-13. 13 might even be generous. I'm not sure what Miami's going to score in this game. But I think the Chiefs are going to have a lot more impressive drives throughout this game, a lot more uh, third down conversions, and just a lot more overall yardage in this game. I think Miami, you can argue, is fraudulent because we didn't even mention, by the way, the Dolphins barely beat any teams above 500 for the last couple of years. The so that's Cowboys, factor. that's it. Be, Cowboys, are Cowboys and yeah, they got swept by the Bills this year. Yeah, so that's it. I, I'm pretty sure it's yeah, just the Cowboys. <laughs> yeah. So they don't beat good teams in good weather, and now they're in bad weather. So give me the Chiefs. Shot Stephen Williams in the chat in the chat talking about good to hear uh pod not touting Tyreek Hill revenge game. Yeah, I mean, I mean it's there, like the angle's there in the playoffs, but I'm really I just wasn't really too too interested it's, it's because I don't playoffs, know what two is gonna do. Like, I don't know what extra motivation do? like you really need. It's an elimination winner go home game. If you need extra motivation, you shouldn't be there. You yeah, know? like it's like, it's Tua. It, it's really just Tua. If this was, I'd probably be talking about the revenge game angle if this was being played in Miami. But like, I don't, be, I don't believe in revenge games for the playoffs. I, I we're not covering the game, but you have Stafford and Goff going against their former teams. I don't care. Like at the end of the day, it's a winner go home game. Once again, if you need extra motivation, you shouldn't be in the playoffs. The motivation, <laughs> uh, Tyreek's going to try extra hard to beat his former team. No, he's trying extra hard because they're going to get eliminated if he doesn't. Like I was about to say, if he scores. He scores. It's because he scores almost every single game, and so. it's because it's you know a playoff game. And you want to try to get the ball to your best player, but I don't. I don't buy into revenge games in the playoffs. I don't think the Cowboys are going to try harder because McCarthy is facing off against the Packers. Like it doesn't matter. It's a playoffs. I think the Chiefs are going to show why year in and year out they are capable of making deep runs. The issue they're going to run into is that for once they're going to have a road playoff game. That's the issue they're going to run into down the road because they've been having home field advantage for a long, long time in the playoffs. This is home field advantage. This is where the Chiefs thrive, and no matter how bad the weather is, we know the crowd in Arrowhead's a bit nuts in a good way. So the crowd's going to be very amped, and I see it being a really long game for the Dolphins. Cut is a peer-to-peer social betting platform that is U.S.-based and legal in 40 states. Peer-to-peer social betting is a new and better way to bet. Bet directly against your friends or other users in sports, politics, pop culture, other events with a verifiable outcome. And guess what? It's super customizable. You can create your own bets, and they'll handle the payment. So you never have to chase anybody down for the money, figure out what's the cash app name or anything like that. Cut is your middleman. They will make sure everybody gets paid and you can get rewards, get cash back every single time you bet against your friends or other users. So make sure you tap into cut, go to cut.com or make sure that's cut K U T T.com K U T T.com and use promo code SGPN for a 10% deposit bonus. Russell brought to you by prize picks. Hey, if you're not tapping into the injury insurance, I, I I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. It happened with Luca. It happened with Luca the other day. Luca didn't finish the game the other day, and he was out in the first half. And guess what? If you were able to put it down on Prize Picks, you were able to get him rebooted. 
he did not mess up your contest. Matter of fact, they just went ahead, void them out. There's nobody else doing this injury insurance like Prize Picks. Make sure you tap in the Prize Picks. Make sure you check out the community plays section. So, slash SGPN. Use code SGPN for first deposit match up to $100. That is slash SGPN. Code SGPN. Prize Picks daily fantasy sports made easy. And we're going to give you a Prize Picks lineup at the end of the show. So, make sure you tap into that. All right, let's go ahead and talk about our first touchdown bets in this game. Scott, I'm going to kick it over to you. What do you like for first touchdown score? All right, so I went with three long shots, but I have one relatively cheap option. I did okay. go with Rasheed Rice at 9-1. to one. Pacheco is the obvious favorite. It makes a lot of sense with bad weather, but I can't take him. The value is not there. I went with Rice because he does lead the team in receiving touchdowns, and it does seem like he's slowly becoming Mahomes' favorite wide receiver target either because he's really good or because the other receivers suck. Probably both. But the point is Rice has been very good, so I do think that he's in line for a good game here. He's also not exactly a deep threat, which I like in this game, because I don't expect many deep shots from the Chiefs. With the bad weather, maybe a little bit of wind there. I can see a lot of short, intermediate routes, and that's kind of where Rice thrives. So give me Rice to get a good uh, opportunity here to score first at 9-1. to one. Then I pivoted, and I actually took Edwards Hilaire at 25-1. Uh, to one. As my mm -hmm. other chief, simply put, I know Pacheco's the obvious choice at 5-1, to one, but maybe he's going to get them all the way down the field. He might get a touchdown vultured. We'll see what happens. Maybe he gets banged up. But Hilaire has gotten some run recently, and I do think at 25-1, to one, it's a pretty good option for a backup running back, in my opinion. So I took mm -hmm. him at 25-1. to one. Spoiler, though, since I did take the Chiefs to win this game comfortably, I did go with three Chiefs guys instead of two because I really think that the Chiefs are going to score first in this game. I took the Chiefs defense and special teams at 40 to 1. I had to do it. Tua's numbers are so bad in the cold. And we saw him throw two picks last week. I think that the Chiefs are opportunistic. I think they can definitely get the job done. And I do think 40 to 1 is a very good price in bad weather. So even special teams, maybe you're going to see a weird type of uh, snap on a punt. Maybe you're going to see a block, maybe just a missed field goal. A lot of different th ways that you can cash a defense or special teams touchdown in bad weather. So give me that as well. And my only pick for the Dolphins, Dolphins defense special teams at 50 to 1. We know Mahomes <laughs> has been a bit turnover prone at times this season. We saw the Raiders score back to back uh, plays, both with the defense on the uh, gadget fumble, followed by the Mahomes pick six. Miami, I do think, can potentially get a touchdown either with a blocked punt or with a pick six, but I do like 50 to 1 in bad weather. I was going to play both defenses no matter what in the bad weather, but I am going to go with a couple offensive options for the Chiefs as well. I really don't know how many times Miami's going to score touchdowns in this game, so I took three Chiefs and one Dolphin. All right. So I did agree with one of your Dolphins. I took the Miami Dolphins defense fading Patrick Mahomes because he's been well, it's known the only, to It's the only Dolphin that I have, so I'm, I'm glad yeah. you agree with it. Yeah. I also took Devin Achin at 10 to 1. Okay. And this is more me trusting the trusting the speed of Achan and just the yards after the catch and what he's able to do with the football in his hands. And I think that a two is going to be a little bit more conservative. Like I think they're going to play a little bit more conservative, more passes closer to the line of scrimmage, more runs, hoping that Achan can break one. He's been explosive, really, really good. And in the past, in years past, how you've been able to affect the Chiefs in the playoffs is by running the football. And so 10-1 on Achan. 
Uh, I think that's a pretty decent price. He just made the threshold there. For my Chiefs, I went off the reservation because I have a script of how they score this first touchdown. Well, you went Get off down. the reservation, so I have, to, I have to think about this one. That means you, that, that means it has to be a bomb, right? I mean, I'm trying to yep. think of so there's. The I mean, one of them is a bomb, but the other one is a bomb. You go McCall Hardman? No, nah, I didn't go Hardman. If you went Kadarius Tony, I'm going to laugh, but I would respect the no, ballsiness behind I, it. I would never. I got I no idea. Never. No idea. So, I went with... Noah Gray at 32 to 1 and Blake Bell at 55 to 1 because they're going to get on the goal line. We're going to get that weird Andy Reid, weird look in the beginning, and then he's going to flip the ball off to Noah Gray or Blake Bell or name X backup tight end, and they're going to get scored. Everybody's going to be like, oh, wow, who had that person for first touchdown in this primetime game on Super Wildcard Weekend? Me. Because I know the Chiefs, and I know when the Chiefs get to the goal line, it's everybody else but who you want it to be. So I'm going with Blake Bell at 55 to one, and Noah Gray at 32 to one. That that seems like some cold, ugly game weather fun. You just hit a 55 to one long shot in first touchdown. So I just want to ask though: Is there a reason why you decided to take Dolphins defense instead of taking Chiefs defense as well? Yeah, because Patrick Mahomes, like when, especially games where we are so certain that sides are going to go one way, I get pissed when the other team scores first. So I make sure to be on that side. And it's been too many times that I've seen this song and dance before where we feel this strongly about a side. And then Patrick Mahomes goes out there or the quarterback of X team goes out there and makes some type of boneheaded mistake. And then the defense gives the other team a free extra points. It probably doesn't mean anything in the end, but for first touchdown, it's always it always could happen, and so yeah, I'm not gonna not point out that Patrick Mahomes was towards the lead in interceptions this year. Well, I sure. also took Miami defense. I was just wondering why you didn't also take Kansas City's. No, I'm I'm, I'm good. I don't really. I mean, I think Tua's gonna have a bad game, but it doesn't mean that the defense has to score first. I, I like my I like my Andy Reid at the goal line, and he pulls out his bag for the playoffs. Like this is when we get to see peak Andy Reid, peak Andy Reid play calling in the playoffs. So. It's all – It's everything is – gloves are off. Everything's on the table. I think Andy Reid's going to come out with something fun, and we're going to get one of these tight ends in the end zone. I also wanted to remind everybody, if you are tempted by Hardman or – does Hardman still return punts for the Chiefs? Mm, I don't know. I know he Actually. did for a bit. Anyway, I'm bringing it up because the Dolphins game last week, Hardy had a touchdown, and people were celebrating the anytime touchdown. Yeah, that doesn't count. Uh, that counts towards special teams and defense. So if you take a special teams returner, a reminder that does not count towards his individual touchdown, he has to actually catch the ball or run the ball in on an offensive play. Just a reminder. So if you like Hardman or the punt returner, remember, punt returns don't count towards that prop. Just wanted a full public uh, disclaimer in case you didn't realize that. All right. We're about to go ahead and get into the props then DFS section of the show. But before we do that, I got to talk to you about Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting analytics platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Research everything in the NFL, NBA, soccer with historical stats and data on Hall of Fame Bets. Plus, check out their revolutionary parlay optimizer tool where you can get hit rates broken down by leg and expected probability for your entire parlay. All of that. Stop betting in the dark and join the over 30,000 users researching with Hall of Fame Bets. Look, download the Hall of Fame Bets app. Or visit hofbets.com. Use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month. Start researching. Start winning with Hall of Fame bets. All right, Scott. Prop. What's your first prop? 
All right. So coincidentally, I actually did all quarterbacks uh, for my props in these two games. Mm. Uh, my first prop, I'm going to go with the Browns game. I have one Browns game prop and one Dolphins Chiefs game prop. I got Flacco over in passing yards at 269 and a half at minus 115. The numbers are just too low. Cleveland's become a pass funnel offensively. And I believe Ford in that game against Houston had 15 carries for 25 yards. So mm -hmm. I expect Flacco to once again have a lot of chances to air it out. Uh, but he's had at least 309 passing yards in each of his last four games. He had 368 against Houston in the regular season game. And I believe he did not play in the fourth quarter of that contest. And the Texans are allowing 239.1 passing yards per home game, which is the ninth most in the league. Simply put, I think Flacco is going to have a lot of chances to pad his numbers against a pretty shaky secondary. I think the passing yards is too low. Give me over Flacco at 269.5. All right. I like, I like it, I like it, I like it. Let's go here. I went with the Joe Flacco prop as well, but I'm fading him. Yep, minus 145 for Joe Flacco to throw an interception. He's throwing an interception in every single game this season. This is the playoffs, and I do expect this de Houston defense, which is healthier than when they did play him. You do have Will Anderson this go-around. I think that the pass rush is going to be there for the Texans this time around. And, again, Flacco's not afraid. Flacco is not afraid, and I'm on a heater with these interceptions. They have, I've just been taking it and rolling it over and constantly, constantly playing these interceptions on these days we have the show. So I am there. Joe Flacco minus 145 to throw an interception. That was my first prop I made sure I got down on. Well, I'm going to ask you, though, do you have any more Texan game props? Because I could just let you go first if you do, because I don't. No, no. I'm all over in the Miami and uh, yeah, Kansas City game. So. Yeah, so my, my final two props are fading two in two separate ways. Uh, I have two uh, under 231.5 passing yards at minus 114. The game temperature should be around zero degrees with a wind chill of negative 30. Uh, have fun with that. Two is numbers this uh, in his career in temperatures below 45 degrees. So not even negative with wind chill, just 45 degrees. I believe he's 0-4, and, uh, and his completion percentage is about 55.5%. So I expect him to be really bad. Miami might lean to the ground game. So maybe you expect like HN to have a big game on the ground. Maybe Mostert if he plays. But Tua, 231.5 does feel a bit high with these really bad weather conditions. And Tua in the Dome in Germany only at 193 against this defense in the regular season. So the point is Tua did not look good against this defense in a Dome. Now he's in the worst weather conditions you could possibly imagine. Probably the worst weather that he's actually been in. You can argue maybe a snow game in Buffalo might be worse, but probably not. Negative 30 wind chills, crazy. That's not ice mm -hmm. ball bad. It's like that might be freezer ball bad. But the point is, I expect Tua to struggle a lot in this game. Not to mention the fact that he also struggled a lot against Buffalo last week in good weather in Miami. And we know the Chiefs are really, really good, especially in the playoffs, at draining clock, these long seven, eight minute drives, 15 plays. And I think that they'll be able to keep Tua off the field. Give me two uh, under 231 and a half passing yards at minus 114. All right. I faded two as well. Guess I did it. <laughs> interception. The interception. That's, what my, that, that's what my final prop is, too. So that's why I figured yep. we have minus 118 on the interception prop for Tua today. I think. I mean, it it it's so golden. And I just don't get how we get these guys who come into the game leading near the top of the league in interceptions, and we're getting them this close, like this much of a value on Tua to throw an interception in this game, in a game with bad weather, in a game where he has Tyreek Hill and he has all these weapons, where he's going to force the ball. 
he's going to force the ball. So absolutely, I'm all the way fading to it and just saying that maybe one gets away from him. Maybe the wind carries it. Who cares? Two is going to get this done. Minus 118. Yeah, uh, and that's my final prop as well. Uh, just to go through the couple bullet points I wanted to mention, he's had two interceptions in each of the last two games. We saw him trying to throw the ball to Chase Claypool for some reason with the game on the line last week, and that resulted in a pick two. Uh, Tua's been pretty careless with the ball, at least more often than you think recently. And I wanted to mention his actual numbers in the cold with interceptions. I said before he's played four career games and temperatures below 45 degrees. He is 0-4, bad completion percentage, but he's thrown five picks in those four games. And if we do mm-hmm. think the Chiefs are going to win this game somewhat comfortably, that means they're playing from behind. You might see them trying to throw it late. couple ways to get there, but I am going to go with Tua pick as well at minus 118. All I wouldn't right. even mind potentially laddering that. Two picks might be tempting too. Maybe. <laughs> no, I, I would. If you could find a ladder on it, I would. I would ladder. I would ladder him. Absolutely. I think I can All find right. that. Let me, let me just quickly see if I can. But once again, he's had two plus picks in back to back games. So I think two is actually pretty realistic in the spot. And for my last play, I'm going to actually. Fade Patrick Mahomes in this spot. Patrick Mahomes under 252 and a half passing yards. And I just thought that this was a this was a tad too many. This was a tad too many for with, a game. With the that weather, I think it, it really is. Yeah. Yeah. With the weather and how it's gonna be, I think that this Kansas City Chiefs team still had some things to figure out offensively. And this is not the game to go out and you know make sure everything is ironed out. I think this is gonna be Good defense, conservative play call. We make it on next week. I don't expect to see any heroics from Patrick Mahomes or this team in here. I think that Miami's going to put them in good positions with the football. They're just going to convert on the drives that they have when they have 40 yards to go, 50 yards to go, something like that. It's not going to be these long drives where you're going from, you know, inside your own 20 down to the end zone. Like, I don't think he's going to have those opportunities. I think he's going to get the ball in favorable position, and he's not going to have to do too much. So, Patrick Mahomes under 252 and a half passing yards. I don't think – I think this is too much for this type of game. By the way, two two interceptions is 4-1. to one. All right. I like that. <laughs> might have to – that might, that might make a case at the end of the show. That might need to make the end of the show at some point. All right. DFS. You are on one DFS platform. I am on another DFS platform in DraftKings. Scott, what are you doing here for your DFS lineup for these two games? So with the weather being that bad, I'm obviously not going to take a quarterback from that Chiefs game. Uh, Give me Flacco at 7,800 because the Browns love to throw the rock around. And I do think that Flacco, once again, even if he does throw a pick or two, the yards he usually breaks 300 for. I expect a couple Mm -hmm. passing touchdowns. Give me Flacco at 7,800 as my quarterback. I did take Pacheco as my running back because, one, the bad weather should result in more running plays, and B, Pacheco is also just really good, uh, simply put. So give me him. I took HN as well. I'm just going to lean to the ground game with bad weather. Not really going to overthink that one. And HN did have a touchdown in that Bills game. I like his explosiveness, and I think he can break one if necessary to potentially bail me out of a bad stat line for most of the game. Uh, For the receiving core, I actually did a double stack with the Browns. A lot of people are going to like Nico Collins, but I thought it was going to be too popular, so I decided to go elsewhere. I took Amari Cooper because I kind of had to. I expect, once again, him not to go for 200-plus yards, but I think he's good enough to go for 70 and a touchdown in this game. So give me Cooper Uh at 7,500. I also took Elijah Moore, who is 
probably going to be active for this game. Once again, I'm going to follow the injury report because I know he's in concussion protocol. I'm pretty sure he got cleared for the Week 18 game against uh, Cincinnati, but since the game didn't matter, they decided not to use him anyway. But I did uh-huh. go Elijah Moore at 6,000. Uh, my other receiver, though, I went very, very obscure because, honestly, I ran out of salary. I had to get creative. So I ended up going with a guy who actually had a pretty good Week 18 and a guy who you can argue might not have a big role with this team, but the Chiefs receivers have been really bad. They might just go with the hot hand here. I got Hardman at 4,900 uh, as my okay. last receiver here. All right. uh, it's mostly because of low ownership, but I also want to point out for Daily Fantasy, the punt returns, as I said before, don't count towards any time touchdown props. They do count towards DFS touchdowns. So the point is McColl can get a touchdown via punt return, but it's mostly based on what I think should be a couple of pop passes. Uh, Chiefs send a guy in motion. They dump it off. Maybe a screen pass or two. Hardman maybe breaks one. We'll see what happens. It's a pretty risky play, but you kind of have to be risky in DFS yeah. with only two games on the slate. So give me Hardman with a low salary of 4900 as my final receiver. Then I have Njoku at tight end. I kind of had to uh, at 7000 We know how good he is. We know the Texans are really not great against tight ends. I had to take him. Then I went with Kelsey. Miami's not good against tight ends either. Uh, a couple injuries as well to the safeties and to the linebacking core. So I do think Kelsey, once again, might not get many yards, but he can get touchdowns. He's been in bad weather. And with the week off, maybe he looks extra sharp. We'll see what happens. But I did take Kelsey in my flex spot. So I'm going with that double tight end lineup. And I have Chiefs defense. We're both fading to a, I think he might throw two picks. Give me the Chiefs at home in bad weather. Give me the Chiefs defense. All right. All right. Let's see here. Okay. I went CJ Stroud stack. Okay. And you kind of have to go quarterback in a dome when the other games played in yeah. negative 30. Like you don't really yeah. have a choice. And, and we're on the over in that game and on the under yeah. in the other game. It wouldn't make any sense for us to take the other quarterback. So CJ Stroud stack. With Nico Collins and John Mechie the third, I'm just hoping on the big plays here, and hopefully Nico Collins, of course, he can get he can get fancy points anyway. Yep. But I'm really hoping on a John Mechie the third big play there to send me to the promised land with a double bring back of Amari Cooper and David Njoku because all the targets are going to them anyway. So why would I not? Then for my running backs, I have Devin Achan and Clyde Edwards-Helaire. Achan, I, I think he could actually have a pretty good game. Like, if there's anybody that I think is going to have fantasy relevancy on this Miami Dolphins team, I think it's him. I think he has the speed. I think that if he gets to breaking tackles in that cold weather, then he's going to have a lot of yards after, you know, yards after the catch, yards after contact. Like, I think all of that's going to be very, very good for Achan. So uh, I took a chance with him and Clyde Edwards Alaire. I, I liked your Clyde Edwards Alaire angle. And if this, what if this gets ugly? If this gets ugly, garbage time CEH touchdown, 100%. 100%. He's been playing more, too. We could definitely get some CEH. could be a two-touchdown candidate, one of those random two-touchdown candidates on these slates that you see, and everybody's like, dang, how did I not get on that? Like, we could see that in CEH. There's a big floor or a high ceiling for CEH. And for tight end, I told you I went and joked with one. My flex, I did go Kelsey as well. I feel I can't tell if people are going to be really on Kelsey or against Kelsey. I don't think people are going to play him. Let I'm me. Sure I got to look either. at. I got to look into ownership. I don't think people are going to play Kelsey. I think that everybody's about out there with sin with him because he's been burning them, especially those season DFS players that have been playing yeah. Kelsey every single. He's been burning them. 
and the a thousand yard betters be. because he sat out the last game at two eighty at a nine eighty four, so he didn't get to a thousand. Yeah, people yeah. might have soured on Kelsey. It might be a good buy low spot. Definitely. And then I finished with Chiefs defense because yeah. duh. Mm-hmm. All right. Scott, anything else for people before we wait, wait, we got a lot more. We got a lot more. We gotta get locked anytime touchdown prize pick lineup. We gotta do all that. I'm rushing, I'm rushing the end of the punchline here. All you right, can't wait lock. to get out of here. I know, I know. Yeah. I'm trying to go, I'm trying to go bet some NBA. That's actually what I'm really trying to go do. All right, for my lock. It's really the totals, man. I love both of these totals. I thought you might take two interception, to be honest. But I'm tempted. Yeah, I, I like the total. The interception, too. the interception locks have been really, really good to close the season for me. I think I've been locking up interception every time, and it's been cashing. So maybe I shouldn't change the mojo and do that. You you make a good point. I did have that parlay that did hit that one yeah. time. So we could that was that was well, with Flacco. That was Flacco and Simeon. So let's do it again. Joe Flacco and Tua interception parlay. That's going to pay. Oh, wait, hold on. I got some other. <laughs> I got some other. This is from NBA that I'm getting ready for. Ha, let's delete that. Delete that. Delete that. I knew those odds were crazy. There we go. That's better. Plus 209. Plus 209. Hell yeah. Plus 209. Joe Flacco and Tua to throw an interception for my touchdown score. Well, of course, I'm going to that Browns and Texans game for certain. Let's go with John Mechie the third at plus three ten. Give me, let me, let me get a long. Let's get him a long one in his first touchdown game. Everything that that went around, you know, the leukemia diagnosis, coming back to play, all this stuff, ramping up all the injuries that they had to this wide receiving core. Yeah, John Mechie the third. Get into the end zone, young man. Plus three ten. All right. So I think for my lock, with all the injuries that Miami does have, I think I'm going to stay away from the from the actual full game under as my lock. I'm gonna take the Dolphins team total under. I think this line's way too high. It's at basically 20 and a half, 19 and a half. I don't I'm not sure they get to 14 in this game. Like once again, it's not just the fact that the team's banged up offensively as well. With Hill being limited in practice, Waddle didn't play last week. Mostert's been injured too. They have a lot of injuries there, but they did nothing offensively for most of that first meeting in Germany in a dome against the same defense. And now you're in arguably the worst weather game in franchise history. The worst weather game that Tua's probably ever been in. And a lot of these guys, I think it's going to be an abysmal offensive showing by Miami. And we know with McDaniel and how good of a coach he actually is, there's a lot of timing with the actual routes that they run and the plays that they run. And the fact that everything's going to be thrown kind of, I don't say out the window, but thrown for a loop with the bad weather, the wind and the cold. And I think that I just think the timing's going to be off in this game. So I like Dolphins team total under at 19 and a half uh, as my lock here at about minus one Oh six. You can probably find 20 and a half somewhere, but I'll give out the mm-hmm. 19 and a half. I think Miami scores between 13 and 17 points, maybe less, but I don't see many touchdowns. I see a very ugly game. Once again, the Chiefs also drain a lot of clock on possessions, so I'm scoring drives. So I do think that, once again, Tua is going to struggle to put up points. Give me the Dolphins' team total under, 19.5 as my lock. For my anytime touchdown score, I actually did go with Chiefs defense 
at plus 550 with the special teams. I think it makes a lot of sense. Tua, once again, two picks in back-to-back games. Uh, You're looking at potential fumbles in bad weather. It could get messy. If the Chiefs do blow it open, you might see the classic pick six at the end. Maybe you're going to end up seeing a strip sack. Who knows? But 550 is a great price to fade a quarterback who's 0-4 lifetime with five picks in bad weather, in cold weather. And once again, I think the Chiefs can be opportunistic at home here with a pretty underrated pass rush. Uh, Give me the Chiefs defense special teams touchdown at plus 550. Oh, man. It is juicy, 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 juicy on the props today. I will just say that much. I would just I say it, that. I thought it joke was too simple, so I went with something. Yeah, no, nah, you no, no, Scott. I am, I am proud of you. I am proud of you. Five fifty. Oh, yeah. I'm so proud. All right, man. Let's let's figure out how we close this this prop section out. Let's first look and see what Prize Picks has for us on the interception market. Of course, they give us Stroud. We do have Tua. Okay, I'll just throw let's, that. Let's in add. Yep, so that's in there. Let's get two more props. No more on the interceptions. Okay. Um, do you have any thoughts on the Flacco passing yards? Yeah, I like him. Okay. I like him. I think so both you... I think both quarterbacks would be, do pretty well. Okay. So Joe so Flacco. We can throw in 72 and a half. 272 and a half. Yeah, it's a little bit juice from the number I got at uh 269 and a half, but it's fine. Okay. And Let's see here. I mean, do you want HN? Do you want to pivot? Maybe Pacheco? You want something like that? I can go for. Uh, I don't think it. I could go for HN or Pacheco. Let's see if I can find. Are there, are there any spicy here. plays like a Kelsey half a touchdown? Is there anything spicy? Let's see here. Well, the Demons. Are on prize picks. Well, they're boosting Pacheco up to 90 rush yards. Whew, that's uh, we have 65 and a half rush yards for Pacheco looking for the touchdowns. I mean, do you want to swing and... for it with really bad weather? There actually might be a decent amount of bonus carries for Pacheco. Miami's been kind of good against the run, though, but uh, I mean, it's bad weather. Bad weather. I can go, I'll go for it. I can go for it. You want to go for was, it? Yeah, let's go for it. All right, sure. Let's let's demon it up. 90, 89 and a half more for Isaiah Pacheco, more for Joe Flacco, 72, 72 and a half passing yards, and more for two a half interception. That is going well. Wait, I have a free pick entry. Oh, hold on. Let me just use that real Oh man, I can't. Okay, fine. That is why is it not telling me? This is annoying. Okay, hold on. I have a free I have a free free pick, and so it won't tell me the odds that I get because I have to use the free pick first. So let's just go ahead and use the free pick and I'll just put the regular. There we go. Now let's get the demon play up there. We have two more than half an interception. We have Joe Flacco more than 272 and a half passing yards. And we have Isaiah Pacheco more than 89 and a half passing yards. Those three pay out to rushing, but still. I know. Rushing. I'm sorry. My fat. Rushing 9.5x. $100 gets you $950. Scott, 
it feels like we're only just waiting on Pacheco. That's what it feels like to me. All right, let's do it. There you go. Anything else for people before we get up out of here? No, once again, should be fun. Looking forward to the games this weekend. A reminder that if you don't have Peacock, you might just have to uh, find a way to watch this Chiefs game. Uh, so keep that in mind. Yeah, something like that. Maybe might be a Russian. Might be Russian. Might be a different country. Who knows? Yeah. Either way, point is. Yeah, something in your throat there. You might want to get that checked out. You know, cold weather. Maybe you're coming down with the cold. But hey, man. Yeah. Uh, it, hey man, it's I kind just of thought amazing, about how though. cold it was going to be in Kansas yeah. City, and I got a cold already. All I did was think just, about just how thinking cold about it. You know, I got a bit of a cough there, but still, uh, looking forward to the games, and hopefully, we cash all our bets. All right, for the four people that are watching this live, make sure you like the video on the way out, and for anybody that joins this live, like the video, subscribe to YouTube, subscribe to wherever you get your podcast, and leave us a five star rating and review. All of that stuff helps us to continue to create this free content for you all. Other than that, I have nothing else to say, nothing else to do. No other way of ending the podcast is going to end it like this. We are out of here.